Welcome to Offkey, a Membrane Labs podcast about the music industry for the industry novice. I'm your host, Talia Seidman-Wright. This season of Offkey will be taking a turn down a new path, moving on from the who question towards the how-to. Our hope is that this season will act as a music industry 101, providing accessible information for industry newcomers like myself, who are interested in building an understanding of how to earn money and achieve success as a creator in Canada's music industry. Join me as I learn about the ins and outs of the music industry from the perspective of two key players in the creation of music, the songwriter and the recording artist. Through research and conversations with music professionals, I'll explore how these creators make money and who and what they should be aware of as they build careers in the ever-evolving music business landscape. Throughout our lives, most of us have likely become quite familiar with the archetype of the starving artist. Whether we live it ourselves or have friends struggling to make it while living in a basement, playing low-paying cover gigs, and working a service job, the artist's career is often understood to be synonymous with not making a living. In this late stage of capitalism, most industries have gone through a similar transition towards types of employment defined by flexibility, mobility, low pay, and short-term contract-based work. While there is a long-standing tradition in the music industry of artists working non-musical jobs to get by, This increasing insecurity of employment has led musicians to become more and more entrepreneurial, being forced to take on more and more of the business sides of their creative work, work that historically would be handled by record labels. This may be a positive thing, since artists arguably now have more creative control than ever before, with the ability to access new audiences through the internet. However, this general transition towards precarious employment that has been occurring throughout the whole economy has left artists with more income insecurity than ever before. The fact that this transition in multiple sectors has been called the gig economy reflects the long-held association of musicians' work with job insecurity, which continues on today. Although many creative entrepreneurs struggle to make an income, there's an important aspect in Canada's economy that allows musicians to find more support for their work. Funding. Canada's funding structure is known throughout the world as a robust support system for artists, especially when compared to the United States, where very little funding is available. In Canada, there are numerous grants artists can apply to offered by public and private organizations like Canada Council for the Arts, Canada Music Fund, Factor, Radio Starmaker Fund, SOCAN, and provincial funding organizations like Music Ontario. These organizations fund many different things for artists, ranging from recording costs to travel costs for artist showcases, to international touring costs. To get a better sense of the various funding options offered by these organizations, I spoke with three organizations in Canada, Music BC, Music PEI, and Factor. To start, let's hear from the provincial organizations before moving on to the national funding organization, Factor. I spoke with program managers, Jimmy Leach at Music BC and Steve Love from Music PEI to learn more about what each organization does to support artists in Canada. Yeah, well, I'm Jimmy, so I'm the uh, I'm the program manager uh, for Music BC, um, and essentially, I'm sort of like the the hands-on person um, with our organization. Um, essentially, being um, you know, we're 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 a lot of different things, but but uh, one of the key things we are is we're we're kind of the we're the key represent uh, representative of the music industry, both uh, musicians, artists, songwriters, as well as the professionals that support them mm-hmm. uh, for our province, both both here at home, you know. Um, as well as abroad. So we, we do kind of function a bit as an export office. I don't know if that's something that, you know, the listeners might know much about, but uh, uh, essentially we're kind of ambassadors for the music industry and for, for our artists and again, their, their professional teams around the world. Um, 
we're also their voice in parliament and in the legislature. Um, and, you know, we're kind of like a, a, a bit of a sounding board for, you know, ways to advocate for positive change in the music industry. Um, and again, I mean, a functional big part of what we do is, is obviously funding um, artists and, and their teams as well, um, educating them, mentorship, um, just providing resources that, you know, can really make a huge difference for you know, a young artist and, and a new project and, and even some, you know, larger companies that are trying to expand, you know, in a bigger way around the country or, or beyond the, our borders as well. And uh, we also are now building a really cool um, kind of BC local showcase program. It's called Let's Hear It Live. So okay. going into the second year of that. So again, it's just finding ways to get uh, artists on stages. Um, we love to get the, the sort of industry community out to watch, watch their showcase. Um, and the purpose is really to have you know, this sort of sense of discovery and all these artists are so are, are unsigned, unmanaged. And, um, yeah, we've seen some great results from that as well. Um, yeah. And the other big pillar is again, like I said, education resources, mentorship. So, uh, we do some work called, uh, or a program called how to, uh, so it's about, you know, up to 11 or 12 different sessions and panels and workshops a year that focus on different topics, whether it's, you know, how to become export ready or, you know, how to do your taxes as an artist, uh, you know, and that's just one part of a big sort of business program that we do. Um, uh, one of the big ones we did last year was, you know, how to survive and succeed in the digital world. So we right. bring in, we bring in professionals from all over the world, from Spotify, from, from YouTube music, from, you know, different distributors like the orchard, um, to, 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 yeah, to mentor, to, to give feedback and to also, uh, run these great panels for our, uh, our members and, people from the community here can, can kind of get a bit of insight on how, how to best operate. Um, which I think is, it's probably our most, I would say most valuable thing that we do is just providing this linkage to, you know, some of the big players around the world in the music industry mm-hmm. and, and bring it here at home. Yeah, totally. That's so cool. Yeah. We're, we've got a pretty, pretty awesome system in this country and, um, you know, we're, we're one of 12. I mean, there's, there is obviously 12, 12 parts of this country that each have their own voice in music. Um, so yeah, so we're a music industry association. We kind of call it an MIA, which is always a fun little acronym. Um, and we do, you know, a lot of partnership and a lot of work with, with our allies in, in the Western country or the Western part of the country. Um, so the Western Canadian Music Alliance is, is a group of us, uh, uh, Alberta music, Manitoba music, South music as well as uh, uh the yukon as well um and then we've also got uh, you know good friends in quebec and ontario so there is there is one of us in each province um and yeah it's i mean it's a very very cool way that we can you know find these big opportunities overseas you know and band together and, and kind of create a bit of a a bit of a coalition or an alliance and and you know we we often do things together like throw like the canada house at Rupert festival in hamburg or you know we'll we'll join together and be um be in you know we just actually did something in korea with quebec um wow. yeah so it's it's great i mean we're stronger together and and have the numbers and um it's just always great to to have each province kind of bring their best and brightest and newest talent um and then we can share that and and you know really show the rest of the world that Canada is a very impactful place for, for music. Uh, my name is Steve Love. I am the programs and office manager for Music PEI. And uh, what I do is I run all of the programs that Music PEI offers to our island artists. So Music PEI, as as the 
Music Industry Association for the province, we are trying to help out and educate everyone from emerging artists to career artists uh, to grow the career, to um, build a team, to create a uh, sustainable career in the music industry as best that we can help them to do it. Mm -hmm. So we have a few different things that we do every year that is kind of our go-to as far as events. We have three main events uh, each year. First one is coming up in a few days here in Prince of Rhode Island. Uh, It's called Music PEI Week. Okay. And it is just a celebration of our island artists celebrating um, what we've done in the year and it's more, more so, um, it's, it's almost like a festival in that we have multiple concerts going on throughout the week. Right. And then at the end of the week, we have an award show that is uh, strictly for island artists to be presented awards for their accomplishments throughout the year, whether it be recordings on, uh, uh, that they've done or whether it's industry awards for you know, educator of the year or something like along those lines. Um, so I find that that event is really strictly promoting what we do here and showing, showing off what we've accomplished in our province to our, the people who live here. And, uh, that's, that's the first event that we do each year. The second event we do each year is called Canadian song conference, which is something that, uh, I think most provinces kind of have something similar. Uh, ours is really devoted to um, exploring different revenue streams other than live performance for artists. Okay. So it's more so dedicated to, um, you know, artist rights and royalties, sync opportunities right. and licensing. Um, and we do that by bringing in, you know, all the professionals around Canada and around North America, even across the globe really we've had um delegates fly in from every corner of the globe at this point to explain how it works where they live or teach kind of what they've learned about their industry side of things to our artists uh, and that that event is very important uh in general but i think it's also very important for our island artists specifically because on the east coast here in you know we're the smallest province we have less access i would say to directly reaching out to maybe uh promoters or um you know even sync opportunities uh, are a lot of times given face to face you know totally yeah. um and we don't have any music supervisors uh on the island mm. yeah that's interesting so our song conference that we do in May each year, uh, I think is one of the most valuable things because it not only educates, but also gives our artists a chance to face-to-face talk to these people who are in the industry across the globe and kind of show them that if you are looking to maybe make a living as an artist on the mm-hmm. East Coast of Canada, you're not limited to playing only venues on the East Coast. You could reach out to these people and potentially have career opportunities across the globe. Yeah. Uh, In this day and age, there's no reason why you can't. In our interviews, Jimmy and Steve explained what funding programs are offered at Music BC and Music PEI. 
and for any listeners who might be interested in applying, they discuss what you would need to qualify. Yeah, I mean, we've we've always got ongoing um, travel and tour grants um, uh, for any of our members, as well as any uh, artist or professional in BC. Um, so that's that's what I mean. It's probably our biggest sort of well-known program. It's you know the, the most tangible. Uh, we give out oh god, I mean up to. Th- Three hundred to four hundred thousand dollars a year to artists and professionals to travel and tour, whether wow. it's here in BC, across the country, again uh, abroad. Um, so that's the big a big pillar what we do, um, as well. Again, like I said, with these other partners across the country, we we do these sort of trade missions and export missions and, and sort of music showcases. Uh, so that's another big part of our program. Um, and, and our work too is to, you know, open up applications, you know, curate and work with other professionals and, and other members of the music society here in BC right. and, and, you know, select, you know, really rising stars in the music community and, and, and great artists and, and take them overseas with us to these things in Reeperbahn in Germany or to Korea, like I said, um, and, and then also, f- uh, find funding for that too. So we're going to, we're obviously going to be, um, allowing a, an opportunity for artists to not go into debt or, you know, find any kind of burden when they do go over there. Um, we, we don't have anything specific um, in terms of our programs that cut that work within the recording side. Um, obviously we, we, we work really closely with factor um, uh, which is out of the federal office, obviously, as well as with uh, our, our friends at creative BC. Um, so we all kind of find our own, sort of offering. Um, so we don't have anything current for recording, but we do, um, like I said, cover travel and tour, um, and then provide these, these mentorship programs as well. Um, and, uh, and obviously we, we often will work with, you know, so can or with, with factor creative BC or, or different organizations that represent artists and, and, uh, the industry around the country. Um, right. like I said, to advocate for, for, for positive change, um, whether it's, you know, uh, reducing restrictions, whether it's, you know, helping boost things like royalties or licensing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're definitely an active part in, in, in solving problems within the music industry, but our focus is much more on sort of the, the, the artist journey, like from, from, you know, building their, their, their team to taking their first tour to, you know, getting discovered overseas to, you know, making that deal with their first publicist, their first, um, distributor, their first label, um, um, and, and then, you know, we definitely encourage everyone to, to find those other resources that are also out there, which is, right. it's great that our country has so many of those available. And, you know, we, we definitely just like to get, uh, uh basically build further careers for, for live artists. And, and like I said, in their industry teams. Yeah. So I guess what would someone need to qualify for funding from music BC? Like what, what criteria would you have to fill? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, they would need to be from uh, based in BC. Yeah. That's a, a fairly obvious one, of course. Um, you know, in in a broad sense, you know, projects that we really look look to fund, um, you know, come from serious artists that are serious about forming a career. Um, you know, people that are uh, creating projects or you know taking risks on a tour, um, and and that you know can really prove to us that you know they they're going to follow through with it. Um, and, and we've always seen really, really amazing things from, you know, even from a first tour and, uh, you know, the first recording or the first, first album of a project, uh, to even, you know, five, six up to 10 years, mm-hmm. uh, in the industry. So, um, yeah, as I mean, as, as long as they're based in BC and they've, and they've got, you know, a real need and a serious intent to do, do great things for themselves, for their careers and, uh, and really elevate the, the you know, sort of sum of the BC music community, then we are definitely behind it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, and like, would you need to have like a certain 
like level of following online or like certain social media presence? No, not at all. I mean, we're, we're, we're here to, you know, to fund great ideas. And again, like I said, when there's a serious intent. So um, we did a recent program uh, with the Vancouver National Film Festival where uh, some of the artists that we, we showcase for some music supervisors from Los Angeles, they're up here, uh, you know, are, are, you know, in their first year or two of, of their career. And you know, they've just started to sort of wade into the waters of, of their online presence. But okay. we just really believe in the music and, and their intent, like I said. So there's there's no real strict qualifications like i said we're we're definitely here to 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 see you know people from all levels of their career take advantage of the, of the programs we offer and and yeah right. succeed um you know i think when it comes to the tour grants and the, and, and, and the travel uh, the travel grants um you know we we kind of rate it through like is this a domestic tour is this a bc tour um up to international or even things like the pacific northwest so there's definitely different sort of levels of of money that we that we look at giving out for those different um, different scales of tours. Right. So that's one example. Another would be, um, like I said, the sort of local showcase series that we do here in Vancouver and Victoria. Um, let's hear it live, and yeah. it's a great chance for you know unsigned, unmanaged. You know, f- sometimes you know bands that haven't had a chance to really perform a lot in in the community and get in front of some of these people from the industry. So that's a great one to kind of get in the system with us. Mm-hmm. Um, Saying in the system is kind of misleading, of course, uh, but it's a good place to to start. Um, you know, obviously, you know, we love to see artists that you know kind of start, you know, at that sort of live showcase local level with us, and then you know we see them kind of find that first connection with a new manager, for instance, right. and then uh, their next application might be to go play in Seattle for a, a showcase that we're doing just down in uh, down in Washington, and then you know a few months later, there's that same the same artist that's grown even more, and their and their audience is bigger, and they've got bigger dreams and bigger risks to take, and and uh, um, you know our partner festival like in Germany or in the UK right. um, are interested in having them showcase there as well. So you definitely kind of see this sort of journey cool. through um, through our different program offerings um but uh yeah i think that it's, it's it's definitely just sort of finding those different kind of pathways or those different um channels mm-hmm. uh based on sort of the point in your career that you're at that you can take advantage of yeah so i think it all kind of culminates in 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 that sort of team building um so and, that, and that's a big thing for us too is to you know offer these opportunities for artists that are serious to build build their careers um you know you need to treat treat being a musician as as a business sometimes and um you know we're we're big proponents of of you know finding those people that are ready to to really commit to this as a a full-time job yeah we have a a pretty good funding program for the size of our province and the population here we um we do three different grants twice a year okay so um, once in April and once in October, we have deadlines and, uh, you can apply for three different types of grants. There's a emerging grant, there is an export development grant, mm-hmm. and then we have our top grant, which is the career investment grant. Okay. Um, so basically if you apply for the emerging grant, you can get funded up to a thousand dollars. Um, if you apply for the exporting grant, you can get funded up to $2,500 and the career investment grant is up to $10,000. Okay. And again, those are given out twice a year. The, so the career, 
the career investment grant, all of our grants basically fund the same thing, just at a different level. Right. Um, so I can kind of talk about that. Basically, each one of them, you can fund mainly a few different things. One of them being marketing costs. Okay. Um, so everything from website development to posters to um, even um, paying for publicists or what have you, anything that has to do with marketing, mm-hmm. um, all of our grants cover that type of thing. They also cover uh, tour support mm-hmm. and showcasing support. So if you want to go to, you know, like for instance, a lot of our artists were down at Folk Alliance. Okay. Uh, that sort of showcasing um, is covered under our grants as well. Right. And uh, we also do cover performance coaching, if that's something that you're you're into. Um, we can cover that as well. Wow. Um, like like lessons. Well, not lessons, but more so like if you are a live band, but you want to create more of a spectacular show, you could maybe hire somebody to come in and kind of coach you and how to craft a show from start to finish. Right. Now, we fund all of those things um, up to a certain percentage. So, for instance, like if you are going to a showcase mm-hmm. and you got the exporting grant for $2,500. We don't just give you $2,500 and say, go spend it on that. We say there's an application process and we only fund up to 80% of a total cost for something like showcasing. Okay. So if your showcasing costs were $2,500 on the dot, we couldn't give you the full 2,500. It would be 80% of that, that we could fund. Yeah. Um, and that goes for all of the investments. Like I said, they're all, they all fund the same things, just at uh, different, different levels. The thing that we don't fund is recordings. Oh, okay. Um, and that is, uh, you know, that throws a lot of people off, mm-hmm. um, because a lot of times that's what they're looking for funding for. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately it's just the, the amount of money we have to share, um, to, to fund artists, um, is just not really high enough to give out professional recording costs um, each round. Um, so we decided that it would be best to just let the artists figure that part out and that we would help them in promoting and marketing and touring and showcasing support. And that's kind of what we focus on. Right. Because we're the Music Industry Association, we're more of like a, a business grant you know if you apply for our funding we're looking for uh, a marketing plan and we're looking for a full budget that you know balances properly totally the the provincial arts grants are uh, are much different beast they are looking for something that is really going to improve the arts scene in prince of rhode island they're looking for something that's community-based potentially or um they're not looking for uh an exact return on investment or anything too strict like that. They're not looking for a business plan. Yeah. So if someone was to apply for funding at music PEI, what exactly would they need to qualify? Right. So as far as eligibility goes, there are different eligibility criterias per different grants. So as far as the emerging grant goes, um, there's really not much of a barrier to apply for our emerging grant. Uh, you really don't need to have 
anything to apply, uh, we encourage that uh, if you are applying for the emerging grant that, you know, you have maybe played a show or two or uh, have some sort of uh, even an iPhone demo recording of something that you've done. Um, Ultimately, the emerging grant comes down to what the jury is looking for. Um, and our juries are always independent juries. Music PEI does not sit on a jury. Neither does the board of directors. Mm-hmm. Um, we always get a different group of people from the music industry. Somebody who's either been there before or, you know, has worked with artists for a long time, knowledgeable people. And, uh, as far as the emerging grant goes, yeah, you're just trying to, uh, impart something onto the jury that. You know, if they've never heard of your name or seen your face before, why would they invest in you? Um, You know, one thing that we explain to the jurors before the jury is that, you know, when you're looking at all the applications that come in, we want you to imagine that you are about to invest your own money personally in these artists and imagine what do you think is going to come out of these projects that they're proposing. Okay. You know, do you think you're going to get a return on on the investment that you're putting into these artists? Mm-hmm. That kind of keeps the jury understanding where to kind of weigh in, you know, mm-hmm. whether or not the artist themselves sounds better than a different artists, but one artist has a better application. It kind of, it, it varies. You, you know, the stronger you are as an artist and the stronger you are as somebody who can fill out a, you know, an application form and explain your project both of them are very valuable right yeah Um, as far as eligibility going up the ladder though uh exporting grant um you need to be uh basically playing shows at this point you need to have uh some music out you need to have some actual um potentially gigs off of our out of our province you know you need to be you know, working your way around, uh, and, and actually making a name for yourself at this point, maybe have some, uh, potentially have some management at this point, or, or, you know, working with a team of people or, um, having some radio play, okay, that sort of stuff, um, kind of gets you into the next level of artist. Right. Um, as far as career investment goes, it's the same thing, but on another level, um, at this point, we're hoping that you're playing internationally. Mm-hmm. You are, you know, you definitely have a team of people around you that is uh, supporting you. Um, that sort of thing. Like it, it, it's the, it's really at that point, it is a uh, career uh, musician that's going to be rewarded with one of those. Yeah, for sure. Music BC and Music PEI offer some awesome programs to fund artist showcases, national and international tours, and industry networking opportunities. But there's one major cost that artists would need to look elsewhere for funding. Recording costs. Factor, or the Foundation Assisting Canadian Talent on Recordings, is Canada's primary organization that offers funding for recording costs. Just to give you a sense of its scope, in the 2018-2019 fiscal year, Factor gave out $19,466,004 in funding to 2,210 projects across Canada, including 315 new sound recordings. While this is a lot of money, it is nationwide, so Factor's programs can be highly competitive. I spoke with Karina Moldovan, the communications officer at Factor, 
to learn more about their programs and what artists should be aware of when applying. Uh, okay, so my name's Karina, uh, and I, I'm the communications officer here, so I generally just handle the, um, well, communications is kind of self-explanatory, uh, social media, yeah. uh, our newsletters, our annual report, uh, program guidelines, so pretty much any of the resources that are out in the world about Factor, as well as going to events and right. you know doing things like this and informing people uh, that it exists, first of all, and how to use it, uh, that kind of is my job, so I like that a lot. Um, and Factor is a national funding agency mm-hmm. in Canada. Uh, it's half private, half public because we get our money from um, the government of Canada through like a federal fund, which is called the Department of Canadian Heritage. And then the other half comes from private radio broadcasters. So, oh, wow. for example, Rogers or is a, a big example, but then even smaller radio stations, if they have a like a profit, a, a yearly profit that's more than I think a million could be wrong on that, but around there, then they there's a, a CRTC mandate that says that they have to take a certain percentage of that and give it to Factor, right? So oh. the point of that is that, which is how Factor came into existence in the early 80s, uh, is that we want to play Canadian content on the radio, but if we don't have Canadians who can make that content, then how is that ever going to happen? So the <laughs> yeah. point is that they're kind of putting money back into the creation of these sound recordings that then they can play on their stations, and it's kind of a, a little cycle. Yeah. Um, so that's how that started with a really small fund. Um, and now, obviously, it's been over 35 years yeah. uh, and going strong, and it's probably the biggest uh, national funding agency that's for music specifically right. that isn't an arts council, for example. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Cool. So what are the main programs that artists can apply to for funding? So those, uh, there's two main ones. Um, so they're called Artist Development and Juried Sound Recording. So those two are juried programs, which means that you submit an application and it goes to... Uh, a jury of about seven to 11 people that are volunteer jurors uh, across the country. So it's not like me in the office or anybody that works in this office looking at this application and making any kind of decision on it. It's going to somebody who is active in the industry. um, And that could be a variety of people like it's publicists, it's other artists themselves, uh, producers, engineers, whatever it might be, um, people that know the industry, they're active in it, uh, they're experts in your particular genre specifically, so we right. won't, if you're submitting a pop application, we're not gonna send that to uh, somebody who says that they're an expert in rap because it just won't really yeah. you know, make sense. Yeah. Um, so those are the two that people apply to twice a year, um, and that's for the purpose of uh, making a sound recording. Cool, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, and I guess like for the amount of applicants, like how many people would yeah. you? Yeah, uh, it's very, very competitive. Extremely competitive. So um, we get throughout a year. So right now, this is our first year where we have uh, two deadlines. We used to have three deadlines, and now it's been cut down to two um, because we were simply getting too many applications, and it was too much of a a burden um, Mm -hmm. logistically and administratively. um, And those jurors I talked about, they are all volunteer. Like, we do not pay them to do that. So you apply to be one because, one, you're helping out. you know, your industry that you work in, um, you get to see applications that come in, which honestly is a really good way to kind of see what's out there Mm -hmm. and to inform your own application. Like if you're an artist, you can be a juror and then see what other people are doing and just kind of be inspired or, you know, so that's um, a good kind of benefit that we Mm -hmm. tell people. Um, Yeah, so we don't pay them. (laughs) So of course, uh, we have a lot of them, but we can only really process so many applications. Mm -hmm. So we've cut down to two um, and we get about... I don't even know what it was like four to five thousand a year, wow. um, which is a ton. 
Uh, and yeah. out of that, the success rate is, is pretty low. Uh, generally, it's in like the 10% um, for the year. Wow. So it's hard. It's very competitive. Yeah. Uh, we do, and another reason of cutting down to these two deadlines is to really encourage people to put their best application forward, right? So don't find out the week before that there's a deadline and think like, yeah, no problem, I can do this. Maybe you can, but maybe you do need a little bit more effort and, and work put into that. So we want people to have meaningful applications to really think about it. Um, the point is you're, you're applying for this grant to propel your career. You're gonna do, you're, you have a specific project in mind that you need this money for um, and to make sure that people keep in mind that you're you are competing against a lot of people and a lot of people who like, can we swear on, have their yeah. shit together, like <laughs> yeah. really, really together. Um, and so it's not gonna, you're not gonna make it too far up if you're just yeah. kind of throwing it together, you know? But mm-hmm. we are now trying to work on the education part a little bit right. more to say this is how you put it together, this is what a good application looks like. Um, so what, what would that look like? What would that look like? <laughs> <laughs> we have a whole guide to what that yeah. looks like. Okay. Um, so the two main things that people, that the jurors are looking at is uh, your song, obviously. Mm-hmm. So they are listening to the music that you're submitting. Um, that is probably number one. So it does have to be good music. If everything else is great, but your music's actually just bad, then it, it's not going to matter. Um, and then the second thing is your marketing plan and your actual plan for the year. So the two programs are pretty different. I'll, I'll separate them out. So artist development is a, is a small grant. It's $2,000. Um, and that one you can do pretty much whatever you want with it. So you can make a song, you can just make a video, you can go on one tour, whatever, whatever you think that $2,000 is best put towards for that year. Mm-hmm. Um, we call it the artist development year. So if you're applying in October and say you get news that you got the grant in December from December, 2019 to December, 2020, that's your year. And we want to know everything you're going to do that year. Why are you doing the things you're doing? Um, have really specific and achievable goals. So I would say that's the like number one tip is yeah. be really specific about what it is that you want to accomplish within that year mm-hmm. and how this funding is going to help you do that. And of course, $2,000 will probably only go to one part of something you're going to do that year if this is your career that you're trying to expand. Um, but we still want to know about the other stuff, even if we're not funding it, to right. show us or show the jurors, I guess, that you have a cohesive plan, that it all makes sense. There's, right. you know a reason as to why you're doing the things you're doing um, and it's not kind of just willy-nilly so um, I think a lot of people end up feeling like well yeah I want to get a bunch of likes and release one video okay but why like what is that going to help you accomplish so we ask you what is your goal and how are you going to achieve that goal and how are you going to use that money to do it that's pretty much the whole application we want you to write out your plan for the year in detail and have them be um, like achievable goals and not grand kind of like shoot for the, I mean we want you to shoot for the moon but like you know I think the jurors want to see that you're you're realistic in what you're putting forward like what are you, your two thousand dollars isn't gonna get you to the Grammys like I don't yeah. know but uh you need to kind of take it step by step right so that's the artist development program and what about the juried sound recording so that's the one that goes along with the same deadline as right. artist development they're kind of together also juried mm-hmm. goes to the same people who are looking and, and giving you scores based on your music um, but this one's like a big one this is uh sixty seven thousand dollars is the max um so that's assuming you like do everything possible um to access that money so uh some people don't use it all some people do but it's kind of if you were to get that grant sixty seven thousand is set aside for you that you can access so wow. That one is for the purpose of making a full-length sound mm-hmm. recording, um, which for Factor means at least six songs or mm-hmm. 20 minutes long. Um, 
And so when you apply, you're applying for just the sound recording part, which is a which is about ten thousand dollars maximum that you can spend on that. And then the other fifty-seven um, comes into play when it, when you apply for marketing or video support, tour, showcase, radio marketing. So we have things called components within our programs, um, and those you can apply for none of them or all of them or one of them. It's kind of just up to you um, how you plan to to use all that money. So whatever you don't spend in sound recording, it'll go into the other components. So that means, you know, we want to help support the whole album cycle of that release. Yeah. So you release it. How did you market it? Do you have promo stuff? Are you going to go on tour? Are you being invited to showcase? Are you going to make a video for some of the songs? Right? Like everything that goes along yeah. with the, the full release of, of an album is something we want to support. Um, also very competitive. I would say significantly more competitive than artist totally. development because it's such a bigger chunk of money. We can only give out so many. Um, yeah. Obviously, like the yeah. budget just like cuts a line somewhere. And then anybody who's under that line, unfortunately, it just has to yeah. try again. Um, but that one I think is really important. Um, it's a bit harder. Like we ask for more things. We want right. a full length marketing plan, wow. um, which means you need to show that you've really thought this through. Like who's your producer, your mm -hmm. engineer, what's your release date, which of course is flexible. Like all of these yeah. things can change as time goes on, but we want to see that like you have a, f a full plan for yeah. this album, the not just, is there. yeah, you're not making yeah. it to like give your mom because she loves you and she wants to listen to your music. Right. Like you want, the point is you're getting it out there. Um, also use this time to say that the reason we emphasize that so much is that uh, we're not an arts council and we don't function like an arts council. There's a really big difference there. Um, and some people like that and some people don't, but it is what it is. Um, we're, our kind of mandate is for commercial success. So of course right. commercial success means different things and it doesn't mean your song has to be on radio. Um, and there's certain genres and niche genres that don't have the classic commercial success, but are you successful within your genre, even in your local community? Yeah. Um, that's kind of what we're looking for. So we want people to travel. We want them to tour outside of Canada. We want them to do totally. international things. Um, Cause the, the purpose of this is to get um, the Canadian music outside of Canada as well as thriving in Canada. Um, so that's why it's a good thing to keep in mind when you're writing these grants is that the, the lens and the tone and the kind of approach you would have to writing a factor grant is quite different than if you were applying to Canada Council or yeah, any of the Arts Council. So they do care about the music, like the, the songs you're submitting are still the number one thing they're going to care about. Mm -hmm. But so before I use the example of if your music sucks and your marketing plan's good, it doesn't matter. Vice versa too, if your music is fantastic, it's going to carry you really far, but only so far. Because if you don't know how to yeah. get that music out there or what your plan is for it, then it's not really going to do anything and it's not totally. going to work, right? So that part I think is pretty important too. Yeah. Wow. I didn't think about how the Arts Council would be so different. Mm -hmm. I think it's, um, I mean, even when I started working here, I was like, I don't know, whatever, they're all the same. You ask for money and you get the thing. Yeah. Um, and it's really not. Uh, and I'm starting to see that. I mean, I've never written an Arts Council grant mm -hmm. before, but when I go out and I do info sessions with people yeah. and, and based on the questions they ask and, and what mm -hmm. the kind of stuff they want to include in there, I realize it is there is a pretty big difference. Um, and then, you know, rightly so. Sometimes people get upset when they don't get a factor grant, but or that they don't care about the music or whatever. We definitely do. And it, and it is the primary um, purpose of our existence really is that the music is good but you do have to like it is a business it's a small right business that you're operating yeah right? you, you are like even if yeah. you're just doing one album and you're releasing it like ideally we want you to make money off of that yeah. that's the whole purpose it's not because you're putting it out there and everything's free that should be 
for sale. People should totally. want to buy your album and you're going to tour to make money off of merch and your sales yeah. and your streams or whatever. So we want you to be a business and we want you to be yeah. successful in terms of uh, supporting yourself and yeah. ideally not needing us in the future right. because you have your own income. Right. And say you do get one of these grants, are there limits on how many you can apply to? Or how much funding you can receive? Yes. Yeah. So there are limits. Um, so the two the two programs I talked about yeah. are juried, and they're for like entry level. Like anybody can apply. Right. Whether you've done literally nothing and you just became a band, you can apply to this. Right. Um, you can get up to two artist development, and I think two or three juried sound recordings in the okay. lifetime of the program, which is That's significant. significant. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, if you like use that sixty k each time, right? Like it's a yeah. good amount of money. Yeah. Um, but we have um, what's called a, a rate, like an artist rating system, which is a thing that people have the most questions about uh, yeah, when it no, comes to factor. Tell me about that. <laughs> um, so there's three levels of artists. First is general, which is what everybody is automatically the moment you make any kind of um, entry into our system. Okay. Um, and that's about like 95% of everyone in our system is general. So yeah. that's just like what you are <laughs> and you can apply to artist development and direct sound recording. Um, and showcase funding. If you do get invited to play Rifflandia, for example, we would give you money to go do that. Um, but then we have artist two and artist three. Mm -hmm. So those two come into play. If you feel like you've had a great two years and you've had a lot of success, you release that album, you got a lot of airplay. Um, maybe you got some sync licenses in like a TV or a commercial or whatever. Yeah. So there's a, a few categories that we look at where we'll rate your artist profile, what we call it. I realize I'm doing this, but I'm not on camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, those were air quotes. Uh, yeah, so we'll look at those to then move you up in rating. So if you reach a certain, it's not a threshold because it just depends on the pool of artists that you're against. Um, but say you've had a lot of streams and things have gone well. Um, you would move up into artist two. And then once you're an artist two, you have access to, it's like a new tier of program. Like for example, one's called comprehensive artist. Okay, so that one is like $87,000 or something for similar, like the exact same activities that a juried sound recording would provide, um, but you don't go through a jury. Right. So it's a bit more, I mean, it's not guaranteed by any means, yeah. um, but at this point you're probably signed to a label. You have label support behind you, um, which again, doesn't make things better or worse necessarily, it's just a, a distinction. Um, so there are different programs that once you reach the other levels or levels, the artist ratings that you can access and those are bigger amounts of money. And then even on those, you have limits on how many of those you can get in the lifetime of the program. So The weekend is a great example of started out and juried, um, but then I guess he, he got signed or whatever happened. He did really well, clearly. He moved up into artist three, which is our top level. Um, and then from there you access comprehensive artist. We also have programs for, oh, this is the other thing I want to talk about. I'll do it after. Um, we fund actual companies, so record labels. So then once you're signed to a record label and if they have a certain rating in our system, they have a whole other program they can access, which wow. is called a comprehensive music company. Um, and then they're, they would be applying on behalf of this one artist, right? So we've signed the weekend. We want to release his next album. They're the ones now applying as the company. They're getting a nice chunk of money to then have the money to run his album um, mm -hmm. and pay for all the recording or whatever. So it's, he's not the applicant anymore. The company is. Wow. So yes, there's like a whole nother, <laughs> another grouping of, yeah. of things. So that is sort of graduating through the system um, where you start with juried. And then as you get bigger and you have more success, um, 
you get more money, but the point is that you, again, should then not need us anymore, right? So you can't just forever live in this artist three bubble and constantly like take 100,000 from us every year. Yeah. Like obviously there's a limit. So there's a, a limit to how many times you can get a certain grant. And then there's a limit to the actual amount of money that you right. can achieve because then it would be pretty unfair for all the super yeah. successful people to stay and take it all. Yeah. Um, but they don't. So we do cap them. Once you've reached um, 500,000, of like maximum what you've received from Factor, like bye, like, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of it, right? Like we've given you as much as you need. If by half a million dollars, you haven't made yourself profitable, I don't know what to tell you, right? <laughs> like maybe there's other things you could be doing, but right. yeah, so there are there are limits um, and we do keep, because I think um, a criticism, which maybe as a communications person is not what I should myself bring up, but I do want to clear up some misconceptions mm -hmm. sometimes is that, um, that we, prefer that we give more money to the bigger companies or the bigger artists, um, which is definitely not the case. Uh, there's, you know, budgets based on program and things like that. So of course, bigger artists also need support up until they are profitable themselves. And the point is that all this money is going into the industry and it's all kind of feeding each other a little bit. So we are funding that record label to be able to run and exist and right. sign more artists and put out albums and releases. Yeah. Um, the budget is, is separated, right? So like people receiving money as an artist three and artist two is not taking money from the juried programs right. whatsoever. Um, that stays really separate. We always try to pump more into the juried ones so that more artists have more opportunities yeah. to get those grants. Um, which we have done recently. So we got a nice influx of cash from the CRTC um, earlier this year. Um, so that money we put, I don't remember the exact amount, but we put it into artist development and jury sound recording. So that kind of unfortunate 10% success rate that we had been having was up to like, I think 27%, the last deadline, right? So that's like a lot, that's almost triple um, what it normally is, um, which means that artists who had received a good score, but maybe in the past wouldn't have been quite enough to right. be into that like green line of where the budget mm -hmm. is, um, now was able to be funded, right? So we're always super hyper aware of putting more money into that side of things right. um, to make sure that those people have more chances to get that grant to then move forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, you've covered like so much, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I guess just, is there any like fundamental advice you would give to people who are just starting out? Yeah, I feel like I said it about yeah, the you, like, <laughs> you know, be organized. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah, make sure that you, you know what you're putting forward. Um, I can talk a bit about our resources. So sure. I think taking advantage yeah. of that is really good. Uh, not leaving things till the last minute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so we have before these two um, program deadlines, <clears throat> there's a three month window when you can submit your application. So the moment that window opens, or even before that window opens, um, talk to us, like ask those mm -hmm. questions, uh, call your project coordinator. So you're assigned to, did I talk about them? No, I didn't. Yeah. So we have about eight or seven or eight project coordinators that work here, and they each have like a roster of clients, right? So when you make a, a profile in our system and you fill in all your information, you get assigned to somebody. So then that's your point of contact. You're not just like calling the front desk and hoping to talk to whoever. Yeah. <laughs> you have one person, that's your person. Um, which makes it really easy to sort of form a relationship a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, they will know, I mean, they have a lot of clients, but they will know the history of your project or what you're working on a bit better than talking to a new person every time. Yeah. 
Um, and then you know you have someone to go to. So you can email them, you can call them Monday to Friday, nine to five, like they're literally there to help you. So even if you think it's a dumb question or maybe you read something and you feel like the answer is in our material, but you just don't get it, like it doesn't make sense. That's what they're there for is for you to call them. So I think using our resources is, is really, really important. Uh, take advantage of the fact that you have live people here that you can that can help you through. So don't be afraid to really use us um, to make sure that you put your best application forward right. and that everything goes off without a hitch because I don't think you want to like find out the next day that you thought you clicked submit but it didn't and guess what like if you miss that deadline you can't apply for another um well till the next one um which at this point is only twice a year right mm -hmm. like the waiting times are pretty significant so I think just yeah. do everything in your power to make sure that everything is um being submitted properly um yeah so besides the project coordinators we do have a lot of things online like guides templates cool. um all the like literally everything i mentioned here is somewhere written down yeah. in a resource on our website right. um there's videos like there's a lot of stuff that we try to give you to make this as easy as possible cool. because we're well aware that it's not um <laughs> and it's kind of daunting and it's a little overwhelming so if you are a first-time applicant um, my advice is to call us um if you are in toronto set up a meeting to talk in person because sometimes that's easier to kind of yeah. get some questions out if you're not in toronto go to your local um music industry association office which would be like they're literally called music bc or nova right. scotia music or whatever mm -hmm. so look that up that's also on our website and and use them and ask them questions if they have any insight because they get their information also directly from us so yeah. it's kind of a good connection to use As a whole, Canada's funding structure is something all artists should be aware of and take advantage of in building their careers. Steve from Music PEI, Jimmy from Music BC, and Karina from Factor all shared their perspectives on how Canada's funding system compares with other countries in the world and why it's something to be proud of. I mean, I'll be honest, I can't say that I can speak too clearly about other nations and how they fund, um, but I will say that from the conversations that I've had with other industry professionals who have either come here or I've met them at other conferences, the general consensus that I get is that art is valued more in Canada than it is outside of Canada. Right. And the industry, provincial industry associations are doing arguably a lot for the artists. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and it makes me feel good to hear that from other people. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we're. I mean, we're 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 the exception to the rule, obviously, around the world. Um, you know, we've we've had many many industry people and and um, members of, of the U.S. scene uh, up here in in BC and and you know connected with them overseas, and it's always this sort of blown away kind of factor because it's just something that doesn't exist right i think in a real way in the u.s um and even in parts of europe it's it's you know a very small thing compared to what we do um there are countries like i think sweden is another good example of you know really having a bit of a a, a, a national presence uh and having their own export office and and having those kinds of funds available from the public uh to to do good things and that's you know you, you definitely see the difference i mean 
it's, it always strikes me when you go around the world and, and you see these different pockets and these different, uh, these different uh, countries showcasing, for instance, and, you know, it definitely speaks, um, especially for smaller countries like, like us, you know, we only have, you know, 35 million people compared to the U S and our industry is, is strong, but it is, it is concentrated and it's a bit smaller than, than the U S obviously. Um, so it's, it's our way of really kind of strengthening that. So, um, yeah, I mean, always we get that kind of wishful eye from from our our colleagues in the states who just wish that they could uh they could share what we do up here but um yeah so i don't know a lot about u.s funding but it's also because it doesn't exist really so they don't have anything like factor that exists over there um, which is too bad. Um, it's also a much bigger country, so mm-hmm. it would be significant to have something like mm-hmm. that. Um, I think they have really small local arts council kind of things that yeah. will give out micro grants, which is like $500, but like those are nice, but like very small impact, right? right. In terms of a person's career. Like it's not something you can make a career out of yeah. there as easily. Um, Canada's super lucky. Like Factor is one of so many places that offer funding because um, wow. then you have national and then you have provincial, right? So within um, each province and territory, there's a music industry association, which we fund directly to exist oh, okay. and kind yeah. of run. Like we have one person working there who's sort of the factor representative there. Mm-hmm. So if you want to meet in person to talk about factor, of course, we just have this one office in Toronto, yeah. but that's, you know, Toronto's not the center of the world. <laughs> I know as people like to make fun of us. Um, <laughs> If you live somewhere else, you would go to your local office and then and talk to them there. Right. And they themselves often run their own programs um, that you can apply for grants for that are a bit smaller. Um, up to even like Toronto Arts Council, right? So you have even city specific yeah. councils. Yeah. Um, so it's great. I think people should take advantage of it. That's literally what it's there for. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's competitive, of course, and it's always going to be because you have a whole country applying for two programs today, right? Like it's gonna be really, really (laughs) competitive, as I said, but um, it's definitely there to take advantage of and you do get to, um, you can fail as many times as you want. Like there's no limit on that. Um, So we really do wanna encourage people to apply. And the times I've been to events, for example, I went to Folk Alliance International, which was in Montreal this year, like in February. Um, And a lot of Americans come out to that. And everybody who like met me or, talked about factor in some way we're like oh my god like why don't we have this and they're all super jealous about it and it's one of those things where i'm like well i don't have an answer but i feel really proud because it's really Mm -hmm. great that we do have this resource for artists yeah um and if you do like if you are serious about it your music's great you have a plan you have a really good team around you to help you do this yes the grants are difficult but it is there and we've seen we have a lot of success Mm -hmm. stories of people who have accessed the grants from jury sound recording up until our kind of bigger programs um and then done really well for themselves. Like the weekend is literally somebody who we funded through Jury Sound Recording. Like his first little like trilogy of albums was funded through Factor. Like I'm not saying maybe he wouldn't have made it because obviously he's a great artist. Um, But like that's the stepping stone of like come to Factor, take advantage of this almost literally free money um, (laughs) and like work on your career and and use it to to propel you forward. And we want to never see you again because you don't need us anymore right like um in terms of differing yeah i think the u.s has almost none and canada has a lot and i think that artists are are pretty lucky i'm not one myself so it's hard to kind of see it from that like i i know it's difficult out there of course i don't know how difficult because i haven't experienced it firsthand but based on the stories i hear and people coming and talking to me about it um i see how 
extremely hard it is to like really work on your music. So I think um, using all of these grants that are out there and combining them is a good thing, right? Like yeah. if you have a project and I know there's arts councils that will pay for, um, will help you like cover part of your rent or something while you're working on stuff. I don't know how that works. We don't do that, but I know other people do. So say you get a factor grant to make this album, but now you're behind on, I don't know what other payments or something you go to, like you can combine the grants to sort of be able to use them, yeah. make that album, hopefully profit off of it, and the cycle continues yeah. and so on. Wow. Yeah. For any artists listening who are struggling to fund their projects, I hope this episode has been helpful and you've learned something new about how to find support in the incredibly competitive music industry. Thank you so much to Jimmy Leach, Steve Love, and Karina Moldovan for their contributions to this episode. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Off Key. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. They really help us to improve and create the best content possible for our listeners. If you have any topics that you would like me to cover, please email me at offkey at membrane.net or send me a message at either Membrane Labs or Talia SW on Instagram. This episode of Offkey is written and produced by me, Talia Seidman-Wright, with writing and research assistance from Dino Cialotti. Thank you to Torben Witterman for creating the music used in our intro, outro, and transitions. Offkey is a member of Membrane Entertainment Canada, aka Membrane Labs, a music services company that provides distribution and label services for Canadian artists and labels. We're also exploring ways, like with this podcast, to help all musical artists be better informed, know their rights, and ensure they get all of the money that is rightfully owed to them 